I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. Ping Dot is upon us. Are, are you like actually like super excited? Because it's our first yes, Ping Dot after not? the repeal of 377A. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like really excited, but at the same time also a lot of question marks right in the air. Like, um, what are we expecting from this year's turnout? And in fact, what are we fighting for? You yeah, know? more than sort of the celebration, like what is the protest aspect of it, right? Because we, yeah. we, I mean, essentially is still at the speaker's corner. Yeah. What are we rallying for basically, I guess? Yeah. There were some people I remember seeing online like, are we even going to have a Ping Dot this year? Now that they repealed that law, that means they don't have a reason to be at Ping Dot anymore. Just because 377A has been repealed doesn't mean that life is perfect and dandy for LGBTQ people in Far. Singapore. In fact, we have two of them right here with us. <laughs> um, and, and a very special two because not only are they very active in the community, they're also a couple. That's right. Yeah, actually in the sea of like all the Ping Dot is coming posts, I see they're pregnant. Yeah. They're married. Welcome, Collie and Ching. Hello. Hello. How's it Thank going? Thank you for having us. First Before we go further, do you have like a couple name? Oh. It's because it's like, well, like we a had, CNC. Well, we had a uh, wedding hashtag. What was it? Sweet like Ching. Ching Tung. Yeah, sweet like Ching Tung. I know it's like, <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. Our, we- our wedding hashtag still a thing. I say that with a straight face. It's like, a very straight thing, but it we decided to jump on the bandwagon yes. a little bit. Wait, yes. I don't understand why sweet like. Ching so tongue. so my oh. full name is uh, has tong inside so T U N G and oh. then Ching. By the way, you're getting me like really hungry and drooling here because <laughs> the weather has been so hot recently. Oh. Ching Tung is the best for like cooling you down. Don't, yeah. don't you know? encourage him. Don't, the last episode we did, they were eating King of Fried Rice <laughs> and they were just like burping throughout oh the entire God. episode with Opera Tang. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So no more food. We've yeah. now set a rule. No more food in the studio. <laughs> okay. Yes, Ching and Kali are with us. They are a lesbian couple. Uh, they've been together for... Six years. Almost six years. Almost six years. Yeah. Almost six yeah. years. Yeah. And your anniversary is on, say it together. When is anniversary? 28th of February. Was it yeah. the date that we date first that we... had our first date? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we kind of counted as the, the first yeah. day that we met. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not that we got together on the first date. We're oh. not like one of those you lesbians know, who U-Haul. Very fast. Who you Just want to say yeah. that. Yeah. It's because of, you know, it, it's just yeah. easier to remember. Because like we had our wedding on 1st of September. Yes. Okay. So, so that's a very special date to us. Yeah. And then we officially got married in Melbourne on, on the 16th of September. Yeah. Every month on the 28th, we also celebrate because we were like, oh, it may be your anniversary. We can't remember. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so we, we celebrate a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? Why Every have one so, anniversary yeah. when you can have five yes. in yes. a year? Exactly. How do y'all meet? So at a point of time, can, can we share our age here? Yeah, I'm a cougar. So yeah. I'm actually, I, actually, I actually just turned 40. Yes. Yeah. You did not. No, stop. Yes. Yeah, You're joking. Oh my God. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, firstly. Thank you. Wait, are you a Gemini? No, I am a Taurus. Taurus, yes. okay. Yeah. So. Wait, uh, you're 40? Yes. Yeah. The trick is to not drink alcohol and drink plenty of water. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah so, so I actually made her cut off uh, age for the, for the youngest part, right? So the bottom the range. Time, at the point of time, I was 23. And then after that, when I swiped her, I got an instant match because she actually super liked me, which is very rare on Tinder because number one, who would show all their cards, you know? They super like means that they you know that they already swiped you and they really want to match with you, right? Yeah, yeah. So then when I when I looked at her profile and I realized that, oh, you know, this person has like five or six different animals on their profiles, like what's going on? And I looked at her and she looked so earnest, you know, her... her Tinder profile bio was like two paragraphs of like, you know, everything that she likes. You know, I'm a PhD student. I like Muay Thai. I love animals. And I'm like, wow, she's just writing her whole story there. Like, who does that? You know, in comparison, my Tinder profile was, I like girls. Three words. Okay. <laughs> it was like, short and sweet. Short like, and sweet. Yeah, love short it. Sweet. Loves like, it. Yeah. And so I knew that she probably wouldn't know how to talk to me. So I messaged her. I opened up our conversation with a line and I said, tell me those animals are all yours. And then she wrote me two paragraphs back. She told me exactly which animal was hers and which animal was, you know, whose. And and then very naturally, as all, as of all lesbians did, you know, we moved on to Telegram really fast. And then we met on 28th of February, yeah, for our movie. I think the conversations that we had were like really, really different. We talked about HBV. 
getting our wombs checked and you know health checkups and things mm, like that sexual health exactly. very important yeah, yeah yeah and then i was like thinking wow this is this is really is really refreshing because you're meeting someone for the first time and they're talking about you know oh you know they're asking you questions like have you gotten this checkup and you know thought gotten about your this. hpv yeah, vaccine HPV which is very important because yeah. she was young and she still made the cut off yeah. so i said hey go get your vaccine you know done before yeah. you turn like 26 i think the yeah. cut off was 26 yeah, yeah. So yeah, she got it then, and then I think that night, you know, we we watched a movie, and I think she, I recall her like putting her arm a bit closer to mine, and then I freaked out a little bit, and I pulled away because I was like, what if she thinks I'm a creepy old, yeah. you know, butch lesbian yeah, yeah, yeah. who wants to prey on her? So I was like, okay, let's be very chaste, yeah, which is very unlike me usually when I'm dating. Um, yeah. Yes. So, so how I, you usually I'll, tell us? Yeah. No, I will not go down. That <laughs> you are ravenous. Are you ravenous? Yes. No, so I thought that she had no experience with girls at all because when I tried to touch her, she would shy away. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm 23 and I'm meeting someone who's like 12 years older than me and yet I still have to teach her the ropes, right? But yet, you know, after we got together, I found out that actually Ching, he has a reputation, you know, in her 20s, you know, she was famous in Zouk. She was famous in all the lesbian parties. Yeah, so it was my luck that when I met her and she was like 30 plus that she just slowed down. Not you had so mellowed by then, is I it? I became prim and proper. <laughs> I got into activism. I found my calling. It's true. Right. It's true. It's very true. I didn't have to look for girls anymore. No, I'm kidding. But yeah. the point is, yeah, I found a purpose in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you grew up, you know, right? Yeah. And yeah. so sometimes, I mean, people, I, I love how you were like, oh, uh, you were conscious about your age when you first met. And just not even when you told us that you were 40, you were a bit like sheepish about it. But as someone who is like getting there very soon, I feel like, no. you know, I'll be 35. What? This month, like it's okay. June, Asians right? don't reason. Yeah, yeah, Asians but don't I mean, looks are one thing, right? But it's also in, like how you feel inside. You look yeah. back on your life and you go, mm. "Where did my youth go?" And sometimes I think there's a lot of negative that's attached to aging. Yeah. But I think you have proven that you know aging is can be a beautiful thing. Yeah. I want to be know? a silver daddy. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is an absolute yeah. blessing. Um, I I really identify with Ching's personality with Tinder. I feel like. I'm always trying to mince myself, but when really I just have so much to express, so much I want to show about myself. And Kalia, I really appreciate that you did not shame her Mm. for who she is, (laughs) you know? Like you embraced embraced her. You were like, you go and be as extra as you want, you know, write as much as you want. Like this is who you are. Like don't try to act cool in front of me. Like I really appreciate that you did that even at 23. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I just recognized that this was someone who was very different. Um, she had by that time already been in Ping Dot for a really, really long time. And this was something that I discovered uh, later because at a point of time I was starting proud. So when I realized that Ching was with Ping Dot, uh, you know, she was in the core organizing team for, I think, what was it? Three to four years. Yeah, I mean, three to four years. But right now, you know, it's been like a decade for her. Like she's been in Ping Dot for a decade. That's a really long time. And I realized that that's just her personality. Like she will give 101% to everything that she does. And the community is just, you know, so much of her family, Mm. um, as much as I am of her family as well. Like she genuinely cares for like everyone. So she takes everything like really personally. I'm not sure that that's a good or bad thing. But, you know, if you really want to know like where Pinot is going, you know, how how is it, uh, you know, you know the sentiment behind it like you know ching ching is the person because yeah. she always has it like one and a half, 101 percent like on her yeah. sleeves you were very kind to her past i think all of us have especially as queer people without that kind of guidance or education we throw ourselves into whatever underworld is in front of us and if if we're able to come out of it unscathed great you know a lot of us don't so like i appreciate that okay this person may have had a history or may have had a reputation but like i don't care like i'm focusing on the person that she is right now and that's something that i want to encourage all of us to do uh to focus on on the present and and look at you now look at you yeah Yeah. i mean we can't believe that it's been six years for us when we proposed to each other in bhutan actually we counter proposed at the same time in the same minute oh no 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 i i beat her by 10 seconds did you plan it so we didn't plan the counter, but um, the person who knew was our tour guide. So and she she, knew the she held time. two rings at the same time, and she was laughing in the background because we both turned around, oh. and then and I, my knee was on the floor. Yeah. And she was like, "No, no, no!" And I was like, "What do you mean?" But I was saying yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So so what happened was that we were walking up. Uh, was it a mountain? 
No, we, no, we were walking down a, a slope and yeah, a cliff, it yeah. was beautiful because at that time, the as we were walking stopped. down, the yeah. rain stopped. I was actually freaking out about the rain, but all of a sudden we saw a double rainbow. Double rainbows <gasps> came out. Double rainbows came That's out. Yeah. And it was very prominent. Mm. And I was like telling the tour guide like, oh my God, we got to hurry up. We got to capture this moment because yeah. I also hired a photographer. Yeah. Right. And then <laughs> as we got down finally, and then I, I kind of... No, so, so we were both like turned back to each other, right? And then when we both turned around... And she got down on one knee. I got so angry because I was like, my goodness, the ring is in my hand. Like, I was about to get down, but she got down first, like, beating me by three seconds. The photographer literally captured, like, me screaming at her, no. Because I was like, and then, like, double rainbows behind, right? And then she's, like, blushing and she's, like, you know, happy. But me over there, like, with my face, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Oh, I was also screaming, I beat you to it, I beat you to it. That is true, that is true, yeah. We are a ridiculous couple. So then when we came to Singapore, the pandemic happened, obviously, right? And with the pandemic, I feel like a lot of our priorities shifted. For a lot of people, like queer people especially, it was about survival mm. because we were all trying to figure out um, where do we go from here? She's like with Ping Dao and I'm with Proud. And then we are also dealing with like a lot of the community reaching out to us personally and saying, I feel unsafe at home. I feel like I need a therapist, like, a, you know, someone to talk to, you know, can you help me? And and that was also when we realized that, oh, actually, there's a lot happening. So, so we have to put ourselves aside for now. Yeah, so it was only after the pandemic. Uh, what was it? Twenty twenty one. Early twenty twenty two. Then we, yeah, that that topic came up because you know it was such a nice environment yeah. where we were at in Dempsey, and we figured, why don't we just have a small wedding party? Yeah, you know, with just our, our chosen family. Mm. So yeah and, yeah, and then we just did it. Yeah, and, and that and that was how the wedding party came. It came together within three months, like. But the thing about what people didn't realize was that we are both event organizers, right? So when they were like, you're crazy, you're doing this in three months, we were like, yeah, hold up, we, we can do this. So we got drag queens, you know, we got pretty please. We, we had queer like, stripper, queer she strippers, was awesome. you know, it was like a whole performance. We were like, oh, is this a mini ping dot, right? So <laughs> it was crazy. Like the venue was not ready for a, a whole place. We, we fried the speakers. We fried the speakers. <laughs> we fried the speakers. The, the alcohol system. all ran out. I mean, obviously. Yeah. They said right? it's never happened before, but we yeah. wiped the free flow alcohol out and they had to bring out other that alcohol because it was still true. within the, yeah. the two or three hours. We had uh, Adrian, uh, you know, a DJ, Adrian Wee, yeah, Imi yeah, Pop Tart uh, to mm. do oh, the yeah, after party. Oh, oh my gosh, he's so, so he fun. was so good. He was those so are all good. hits that, you know, you grew up with. Exactly, right? exactly. So everyone was like jamming. Oh my goodness, the amount of like vomit that happened in the lawn. So oh, gross, yeah. so gross. Right. Yeah. Gross, but if if, if not at your wedding when, you know, iconic. like, yeah. you know, right? <laughs> and wiping out the alcohol, exactly. everything. It just felt very nice. Yeah, and we didn't realize that we could do that in Singapore so we just felt very lucky yeah. yeah then we got legally married in Melbourne yeah and it was Beautiful. in the heart of Fitzroy so it was really meaningful mm. because that's where like all the LGBTQ you know like folks and like you know cultural like you know had a little mini photo shoot around um, with all the um, LGBTQ like landmarks, or queer yeah, like, landmarks LGBTQ in landmarks, Fitzroy yeah. Yeah. it was it was really yeah. really nice yeah. yeah but again I think you know like we have to acknowledge that we're very very privileged yeah. to, to have the option right to, yeah. to you know first have a a wedding party in Singapore and, you know, to have friends to celebrate us and then to go overseas to have the actual ceremony to get ourselves legally, you know, recognized in Melbourne. I mean, we know that not everyone's going to have that option. I mean, it would be nice if it was just like anyone who wants to get married will have the choice to get married if they could find a consenting party, you know? Yeah. Mm. And instead of that lack of legal yeah. recognition is something mm. that really stresses not just as a queer couple, but I mean, the fact that we are starting a queer family as well. It's very exciting. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm very exci excited to be a, a mama to baby C. That's mm -hmm. what we are calling... That's what we're calling the kid, the, baby C. Baby yeah, C. we're calling Bart baby Yeah, because we're both C. like CC, so Collie and Ching. Yeah. So but do we have a name yet? It's a or? gender neutral name, we'll, yes. which will start with C. Yeah, okay. it will start with C. We, will start with C. You've decided, but you're not revealing yet. Yes. Yeah, we're not oh, revealing okay. it yet, but it will start with C. Chris. Are you taking bets? Yeah. <laughs> it's Chris. You can, you can run some bets. Keep Chris, going. Yes, yeah. Chris, you should Chris. start a pool uh, and then like yeah. you know, oh, see who gets yeah. it. Casey, Casey is also... Then, what? Gender neutral name. The, but the pool goes to like a charity of choice. Yeah, yeah, of course. should do that. Yeah. Chris and Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but is it going to be like a Chinese like name? No, 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 no. Chinese name. No, no. Casey. Casey. Oh, I like Casey. I right. don't like the Casey yeah. Affleck. Casey, yeah. yeah. Casey Musgraves vibe. <laughs> I don't know any other gender neutral C um, name. Got a lot, lah. A lot. Yeah. A lot. There's Corey. a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. If you think like Corey, like all of this, Corey. Yeah. Corey. If I may ask, how was your family's? sort of role in the wedding and the family planning yeah, process. Yeah, so 
So, I mean, part of the reason why we also decided to get married in Melbourne was because we knew that we were going to start this family. So, we wanted some form of protection, if not in Singapore, but in uh, any other country that will recognize our marriage. So, any other country that accepts like same-sex marriage, right? When we got married in Melbourne, I mean, the natural next step for us was to start the process for uh, IVF. You know, a lot of people ask us like, oh, you know, are you going to tell your families that? But we decided together that, like, you know, it's, it's a really a very stressful process uh, for IVF because um, the success rate is actually much lower than, like, you know, um, any natural way to conceive. I mean, don't get me wrong, we do try to conceive naturally, okay? We try, like, every day, right? <laughs> but it's not working, okay? <laughs> so we go through IVF. And when we did the whole process, you know, I will not bore you with the details, but it was really, really long. I mean, it took, like, almost a year. I kept reminding myself, like, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So with my family, like, our relationship has always been a... You know, like our Asian families, like, don't ask, don't say, but we mm. will accept your partner, right? They have known Ching for years and they accept her. So to the extent of, like, you know, she's always there for dinner with me, you know, they include her in, like, all our chats. But have we ever come out to directly say, she is my partner? Uh, you know, I'm in love with her. Like, recognize her as, like, you know, my partner in everything. I mean, obviously, no. But their way of acceptance, I feel, is a lot more subtle. So we don't have, like, a grand coming out. As my stomach grew bigger... Ching was like, you know, you need to tell your parents because they are asking you, like, why are you getting bigger? Why is your neck getting thicker? Yeah, they are oh, asking they you all these questions. Oh, they notice the neck first. Yeah. The, 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 oh. Her father noticed. Is it okay oh. if I share? Yeah, wait. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. okay, so what happened was, like, I, I told Kali, I was like, boo, it's 16 weeks, man. It's four months. You gotta tell yeah. your dad. Come on. Like, yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can hide, right? Yeah. We talked about it and we agreed, okay, regardless of the outcome, we're just gonna carry on being mums to be you know like yep. when, when the time comes but yep. if her parents accept it's a plus if they don't then I think I'm not surprised right but I do like her parents a lot like I genuinely love her parents you know I love dinners with her parents I love you know dinner conversations I think we were ma- shopping for maternity clothes um, we saw this little baby romper with a surname Zhang on it like the surname like written in Chinese her surname her, yeah, her surname. My, my surname and I said how wonderful would it be if we were to buy this baby romper and then you know like we put one of the the scan ultrasound photos scans, the ultrasound photos yeah. the baby photo with the romper and then we give it to them and see what happens so when Ching was thinking about you know us coming out to them not just as a couple but also pregnant and ready to start a family I think this kind of like milestone is very real to them you know it's Mm. like okay forevermore you're saying that you are queer Mm. and you will not change this is not a phase confirm yeah it's like c for confirm c for (laughs) confirmation chop i told Kali, i said should we tell them before dinner or after dinner and then we agreed we should tell them after dinner if not you know no no one can be eating holding the the chopstick and throwing a chicken at me (laughs) (laughs) no one will have an appetite they'll be like what you know because we we, again we can't expect you know like how they'll react right Mm. the food might taste different yes exactly (laughs) so what happened was you know finish dinner then we say hey you got something to tell you guys so we had this little box with the baby romper and the scan photo inside then the fa- her father actually opened it up and then he looked at it and he he was like huh he looked at the photo and then he looked at baby romper and he held it up and then he pointed at Collie and said you then Collie went yeah by the way uh yeah I'm four months pregnant oh also we are married and I was just I turned to her and I was like the fuck you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't cushion it a little bit is it she started I'm, off I'm with by the way efficient. we are pregnant I'm very efficient <laughs> I mean yeah. wow you are already breaking the news to them that I'm pregnant and my idea and my thought was you can't accept my child without my wife right you have to have both you ripped yeah. off the band aid man yeah she just ripped yeah. it right off I, I love gosh, it I was like yeah, yeah and, and I, I said like, and it was in Cantonese because my family's from in one oh, sentence right? so it was like really fast like snappy I was just like yeah this is this is my like news about my life you know accept me or I'm, I'm gone like literally something like that because I'm like I'm starting a family and you know in my life right now I need to align my priorities my definite number one priority is Ching and my family my new family and if you accept me that's really really great because you gain two daughters so one in my stomach but also one here but if you don't accept me then you know, it's fine. It's up to you. I, I know coming out is a hard process for our parents. So either outcome, I would accept it. And I appreciate that over the years, you know, they have included her for dinner. I appreciate that they haven't like outrightly, you know, been violent or, you know, even been nasty to me. They've never said anything yeah. problematic, actually, to be yeah. very honest. Uh, but then again, my bar is on the floor. 
with Asian parents. Yeah. So, right, I mean, right. I mean, yeah. Ching's story with her parents is like a different extreme end. Like, she had a mm. very traumatic experience. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I would just, um, I will not go into details, but I'll just say that I, I do have a very complicated relationship with my, with my mom. Um, and that's even though my mom has came for Pink Dot twice. Um, and obviously she is excited about having a grandchild. I think um, it is still difficult for her to accept that you know, like, Kali is, like, explicitly, like, my wife. So she knows that we are legally married as well. She just accepts it as it is. But calling Kali my wife is difficult for her to accept. Somehow it's just difficult. Mm. So which is why I always say, like, while we are out, I think coming out is, like, an ongoing process for our parents. And they are, after all, a product of their environment, the media that they consume, my family being a very conservative Chinese family, and my mom being only Chinese speaking, that's even more difficult, right? Like, she's not going to see Pink Dot campaign videos and understand what it's saying. She's not going to be able to consume, like, you know, Netflix and, and understand, oh, yeah, you know, it's just normal. Lah. You know, it's not it's not a big deal. She's definitely not getting the right representation from Channel oh, 8. No. Oh, definitely no. not. Definitely not. You know, yeah, us, the, us being represented as like... Per, no, no, no. Actually, it's not bad. I will say our, our, our local media, yeah. like local newspapers have been doing a much better job mm. lately. Credit Credits mm. to them. But local TV, right? In the past, it's like, oh, we are all psychopaths and, you know, suicidal and stalkers and all have HIV and whatnot. But now it's kind of like, I think they are kind of just kind of erasing us. It's just a safer yeah. option. Yeah. Mm. And, and and my parents actually recovered like really fast. Like, yeah. I mean, my mom did tear up a bit, but she like sucked back in that tear. Yeah, her, mom, her mom's mouth was open the entire yeah. time, but but a little teary, but she couldn't speak yeah, for about Yeah, but my dad, like, you know, he, he was like super game on. He was like, okay, sure, you know, and, and, he did have certain concerns and he voiced them in a way that might sound a little bit uh, strange to us maybe because, you know, he, he did say, so are you going to stay in Singapore? Which, of course, like, if you hear it, like, you know, for the first time, it may sound quite antagonistic, right? Like, what do you mean? Like, am I supposed to just, like, move out of Singapore right now? He moved from Hong Kong to Singapore and he had no one, right? So to him, like, being in Singapore means following the rules, you know, like, being safe, you know, like, don't go, yeah. But if you think about it, mm. right, your dad moved to Singapore for a better life and yeah. we've always seen like I mean not just straight families but also queer families a lot of them move or they leave Singapore because they are in search of a better life yeah. for their children right especially gay dads you mm. know a lot of gay dads don't have that choice they leave when their child is of school going age because the kid can't get visa PR status or a long term visitors pass they don't have a choice you know like their priority would be the family and in order to have that family and as a family together, your option would be to go overseas yeah. or to start a new life. And we see that for a lot of gay dads. Yeah. I think for gay moms, like if I mean if you don't mind me like going to that please. topic. Oh my god, please. Yeah, yeah like for gay moms, you I know, mean for, we have a different set different of challenges, game. yeah. Yeah, different challenges, right? Like as the non birthing mom, I mean obviously I'm not legally recognized as the mother to the child. You know, Collie is viewed as the single unwed mom. Single unwed mom. Yeah. Like I have to stress this. Yeah. So in all of like, you know, the records and everything, I will always be single unwed, which means that it will affect like everything from like the way the child, you know, gets like her education, um, the way that I'm eligible for certain grants or not, the way that, you know, people view me. And when they when I apply for certain things like insurance, like for policies, I'm always single unwed. So I can actually show them my wedding certificate. I can show them that I have a happy long term relationship, but none of it matters because at the end of the day they're gonna ask, Are you married to a man? Or are you legally married yeah. in Singapore? Are you legally I think married that's the in question, Singapore? Yeah. Right? When it's time for Bub to go to school in the future, as the non-birthing mom, I'm not recognized as a parent. So naturally, I would not have access. Because nowadays, it's all apps, actually, from mm. what I hear from my straight and friends. And it's like linked to SingPass, if Link, I'm not wrong. I, I don't know, is yeah. it linked to SingPass? Or is yeah. it like your parent, the parents are given a login information or whatever? And I, I hear that from other queer moms. They say that, oh, you know, you're unfortunately not allowed to, to view, access, you know, access yeah. it. It's the birthing mom who has all this information. And similarly for like hospital visits, right? Because I'm not the legal mom. Collie will have to be the one 
to accompany the kid you know and will I be able to travel with the kid alone no that's not an option that's yeah, probably kidnapping yeah she can't <laughs> if even I were to go, overseas go on my kid. behalf uh, to apply for a passport for the kid because yeah. obviously she's the, known as no one right? you're not a legal guardian even yeah, yeah right? not. And, right. I mean, and we know that even getting that legal guardianship it will be a nightmare but I mean you, we're have not to gonna, go to, you have to go to court yeah we're not to gonna go that. down that so path it's, it's, it's crazy too much because to it's yeah. like being queer moms yeah it's tough you know we have all these issues Um, you know gay dads also have a lot on their plate you know and for them it's it's really like some like having to leave the country even right for a better life at the end of the day like having that legal recognition is fantastic right but it's not what makes a family it's still love that makes a family being able to provide for the child that makes a family for a lot of queer families you know us having children it's it's never an accident I'm not saying that just because it's an accident, you know, that makes you a bad parent, whatever. I'm just saying that for a lot of it's queer families, yeah, yeah. For, for a lot of us, it's a, marathon. It's a deliberate yeah. choice to start a family because even for myself, I went for therapy for so many years because I'm so concerned about passing on that intergenerational trauma to the child. What if I, I pass on whatever I've learned, you know, in my relationship with my mom? And she obviously took all that baggage and passed it on to... to my relationship with her as well, you know, her and her mom and and then down to me. So I'm conscious of that. And I went for therapy for so many years talking to my therapist about this. I mean, apart from all my mommy issues, you know, just saying that I'm so worried about being a bad mom if we were to start a family. Because for us, it's such a conscious choice. Towards the end of the pandemic, we were talking about, yeah, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time for us to, to start to do this because I think emotionally we might be a bit more ready yeah, I'm 40 now. I'm, I'm kind of glad that I'm ready now, you know. Like, instead of doing it when I was, like, maybe more immature or when I wasn't ready. Because sometimes having that resource alone is not enough, right? It's it's being emotionally ready and, and feeling like you want to provide 100% to that child, you know. Being ready to give all that love that you have for your wife, you know, for your child when your family is going to be started. So, yeah. For IVF, it's really risky. So, we only, like, announced it, like, what, week 23 and then yeah. later. And since then, like, we are actually so grateful because we learned so much about, um, you know, being queer parents. And, you know, in fact, Ching actually also kickstarted uh, Proud Parents. This gay dad, you know, he really wanted to do more for the queer parents community in Singapore. So he started, he was like, hey, you know, I want to do this. And then he roped in some other people. And then he started to consult a few of us. And then I thought, hey, this initiative is perfect because Proud Parents is basically a community group that is um, providing like support for other queer parents to meet, to be able to share resources um, and also share resources with um, people who are interested in becoming parents to let them know, you know, how the journey is going to be like. It's not an easy journey, you know, so it's extremely important for us to have that supportive network, right? And I wish I kind of have that. But I think during my time when I went for egg freezing and whatnot, I had Olivia and Irene Chong to look up to, which I did reach out to them, you know, the, the lesbian moms. They're now based in, in the US. Again, you see back to the whole thing, right? Like a lot of them do leave Singapore in the mm. end because yep. mm. you have a much easier time or you're able to provide better for your child, you know, for your children. I've always told, told my friends, you know, I said, we are not trailblazers. There are so many other queer moms, gay dads out there who have done this before us. And I'm so grateful for them for doing this because that gives us the courage to be able to do what we do. We also know that we're nothing special. You know, they've done it before. Some of them are not even that privileged, but they really just want to start a family, you know, have children. It's it's pretty natural for some 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 people to want to do that. You know, I'm not saying that everyone who is married should have kids. I'm not saying that everyone should have the desire to have children, but it is natural to have that desire. If, if you have that desire, then go for it and you should have that option. But yeah. in Singapore, you know, it's just a lot more difficult to do so right like uh, now you now we can freeze our eggs and i think the age limit has been increased to 37 you can freeze it you just can't use it yeah. <laughs> you're probably gonna use yeah. it you know yeah. like bring it somewhere else and use that in an ideal world being able to access like you know fertility treatment not regardless of our marital status would, would be great really yeah. firstly i mean prop parents this sounds like a great initiative um, i love how it also appeals to prospective parents so to speak to use like very business terminology but people who are even thinking about it because we talked about this josh you yeah. and i in previous episodes we're like do you want kids we're like yes but we don't even see the road ahead it's yeah. so murky and uncharted right for a lot of gay people in singapore and a lot of us just go like okay we're not even gonna contemplate it yeah you know which is yeah. ridiculous so that's a great resource but you were just telling us your life story but all these challenges 
it's not like you plan to talk about them, but they just yeah. surface during you just recounting your be- very beautiful like life story and like you know love for each other. Yeah. And it goes back to like what we're talking about at the start. Like there's so much more to do and like to get done here in Singapore. Yeah. Right. I, I guess I want to ask you. I'm guessing you have discussed this, and maybe you haven't arrived at a conclusion. But like, are you determined to raise your kid here? I mean, when my father asked me that question, right, you know, my response to him was, we will uh, try to do everything we can to be in Singapore with the with the child uh, until we really feel like, you know, we are at the end and there's no other way for us to go forward. Because at the end of the day, like, what, what do we really want? We want our family to be safe. Yes. We want our family to thrive, okay? Me and Ching combined, we have many, many years, you know, in the community, we are doing all the work that we can to help with providing resources to providing access to like all of this like really great resources but if it comes to really a point where you know we look at each other and we think to ourselves wow we have no way to go forward then in that case it's not that we didn't choose this country it's that this country like really chose to exclude us mm. to the extent right and it was very interesting like what you said just now because when I was coming out to you know, my colleagues, like people outside of my immediate social circle, people who are not queer, and I said, oh, I'm pregnant, you know, I, I'm going to be focusing on this next chapter of my life, you know, actually a few of them told me that, wow, you know, um, okay, number one, a few of them came out to me, I did not even know that they were queer. So they felt safe enough to come out to me. And number two, like, they actually said, wow, Kali, you know, for a long time, I thought that starting a family in Singapore, being pregnant when you're queer, actually falls into the this never happens here category. Yeah, it's impossible. But I feel so inspired and my, you know, my my perception of this has actually like expanded just by knowing that you're choosing to do this in Singapore. And and then they follow up by saying, maybe in a few years, you know, we'll look back and we'll laugh because this will be so normal and it wouldn't be anything new. But for now, I am amazed that you're going, you know, you're, you're doing this step. So which is why I think we want to continue here. Yeah, I think yeah. we have to be in Singapore to make change. And I think we are both quite committed as a couple. Yeah. I just want to say we're very, I'm very lucky to be dating a, a fellow, like, you know... Community... Yeah, community... Builder, builder leader, advocate, fighter. activist. I don't know what to Slave. call us. La. You know, but, but yeah, it's yeah. just that, you know, during Pink Dot season, it becomes extra stressful because we've got, like so much work to do yeah. so many events I mean, all to our run our community work is really a labor of love like it's, it's yeah. our love letter to the community yeah. as we all know like none most of the community group I can say not we are all not paid we are all volunteer run we are all self-funded in addition mm. right With the work that we do like you know they all need us to put aside time time that we could easily be spending on something else but they all need us to put time into it like time, love, labor okay so I would say that over the last few years, you know, there were times where we looked at each other and we were wondering, is this worth it? Like, mm. you know, sometimes it's not even about the other side fighting us, but it's within the community. We are fighting. We are still like, you know, not appreciating the work that we do for each other. We're not uplifting each other. As of right now, we're, we're still inspired to continue doing more yeah. stuff for the community. Yeah. So yeah. we just have a little baby activist to come with us yeah. Yeah. for events. We're just ready to, to hold the bub as well. I want yeah. to say a couple of things. I, I think the on the surface perception, if you know Ching and Kali from the work that they do, you might think like, oh, they must come from like super supportive parents that allow them to be this way. I've noticed that a lot of the the really brave ones, they don't come with a lot of support. They had to really fight for their support and that's what fuels their cause. And to also know that what you're fighting for is not just because of the community of course there's the aspect of it as well but then it's also now it's very personal yes you're literally saying i'm at i'm i'm on the front lines because we have to fight for ourselves i'm fighting for you you're fighting for me we're fighting now for our child if we were to even think of like tinder right you're met on tinder now you can on tinder you can actually list like do you want children (laughs) Ooh, yeah, yeah. you can I just started Tinder yesterday um, and <laughs> I honestly I looked at that and I paused and I didn't know what to click and I didn't fill in that section because I didn't want to say I want children because I don't want to scare anyone off yeah. like how like how even are you even going to have children but I definitely want children you know but like I've also at sort of the age of now turning 33 and anyone in this sort of 
period of your life, you'll be like, oh, I really don't think I'll have children in my lifetime. And it's a really hard pill to swallow because I think when you're growing up, you always think like at some point you'll have children, at some point something will happen and then you'll be married and then you'll have children. So I think I speak for people that age or even older where they're like, oh yeah, I think that ship has sailed. And it's a really sad feeling. Or like it's now or never. Yeah, it's either now I need to get it now or I need to find someone now or this will never happen. And I think for a lot of us also have sort of accepted that fate um, and it's a really tough thing to 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 believe sort of both of you getting married those photos together you know announcing the pregnancy that even for me was like oh my gosh there's still a level of it is possible you it know is. like i mean we'll be, ha- we'll be happy to have you at the prop parents events where Lots of eligible single dads. You know, <laughs> there are some single gay dads. Yeah, single saying. gay dads with like children yeah. Yeah. looking oh. to date. I'm just saying. Yeah. But but I I think that's the thing. I think Josh, what 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 you mentioned, like how you imagine queer life to be, right? Isolating, like alone. Yeah. In the olden days, it's very isolating and alone, mm-hmm. right? A yeah. lot of people are, were in the closet. Especially you see the older generation of queer people. But I think over time now you start to see, okay, you know, like people reimagine their lives to be like, all right, I'll have a long-term partner or a short-term partner or no partner, you know, I'll have a, my chosen family. Queer aging is scary, right? People think that oh, queer aging is a very lonely process because you have supposedly no children, but you can also have children and still age very lonely in a, in a very lonely yeah. manner. Okay, just, just want to say that. But the thing is, I feel that a lot of us are also in some ways restricting ourselves as how we imagine our queer lives to be. You know, like if people, if I know, I know that same-sex marriage is not legalized here. It's not, not, not that it's not legalized. It's not recognized here. All right. And obviously like having children, you know, only the birthing partner will be recognized as the parent. But the thing is, I'm, I'm asking people to kind of reimagine how queer milestones can look like. If you don't have children, I mean, a queer milestone could mean buying a house together with your long-term partner, yeah. if you're comfortable. Having a queer milestone together. could, you know, having pets together, your fur kids, moving in together, you haul if you're one of those like more commitment phobic, phobic <laughs> type, you know, moving in together would be, that itself is a queer milestone. And then for those who want to have kids, hey, find someone who also wants to have kids and find that way, you know, speak to proud parents, for example, speak to other people out there who's gone through the process, who's done it, and reimagine how your lives can be because a queer life is not a singular kind of lifestyle, supposed mm-hmm. lifestyle. We are a multifaceted community. Reimagine how you want your lives to be. Yeah, but, but Ching, does, I think yeah. we do have to acknowledge this, which is that for a really long time, the kind of uh, resources that we were given access to actually did not uh, share the idea of like a reimagined queer future, right? Yeah. Where, you know, you can have like a family, you can have children. And wh- what I mean is that for a long time, the events or the resources that we have access to, they only focused on short-term joy. What I mean by this, they focus on like parties, you know, they focus on really like superficial stuff. And when we tried to do events that, you know, um, you know, had certain like hard hitting topics, like say, for example, starting a family, uh, you know, looking at your finances, wellness, all these events were shut down. Yeah, uh, this was years back, right? Yeah, years, years back. back. Years but back. but you know, this is what I mean. Like people's perceptions were crafted by those kind of like topics that were shut down, yeah. and then they yeah. for a long time thought that what was only accessible to them was like you know very very short term relationships and yeah. short term commitments. Yeah. But right now things are changing. Right, yeah. we are all focusing on like what's in the future for us. I'm reminded of again of like how you know the queer community we are all allowed to fuck but we're not we're not allowed to have families and have a stable life it's true yeah that was the perception for a long time I'm not saying there's anything wrong with partying I mean I found my tribe and I found my community in my 20s through partying and and all the way through my 30s and some of them are lifelong friends some are not but there can be more some are not not lying you know (laughs) some you know attrition rate the usual yeah exactly exactly. sort of true colours exactly people that you vibe with Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly wasn't invited to your wedding. (laughs) Girl, okay. (laughs) Yeah, but there can be more. There can be more. There can be more. It's a lot more. Too afraid to do it here, do it overseas, you know. I have this tendency to to give in to self pity. Mm. And I think a lot of us, I believe, do that as well. Where we look at sort of what, what's in front of us and we think, oh, that's it. You know, yeah. we kind of give into it and oh. then we believe that narrative and I really appreciate it as you sort of started 
broadening that horizon for us saying that yeah we may not have had the resources before but we have it now and it was because of also the couples that came before and then you're going to mean something for the next generation of all that follow you as well on social media it continues to to become better and it really goes back to that saying of like it gets better it can be but it takes a lot of work for it to get better i have no doubt that you'll be phenomenal parents and i say this on behalf of like sam joe and i like we we believe you'll be phenomenal parents because of how much you've had to go through how much you will continue to go through but y'all have the energy of courage to take on whatever comes your way more than activism y'all are like entrepreneurs y'all do business y'all tried selling me kombucha at one point yes which which is which is is still going well i I want to just check in on that i'll probably ask y'all like more behind the scenes because i i just started drinking kombucha for real (laughs) does your poop look different or feel different (laughs) no like serious scientific question you okay so right now that i'm pregnant i can actually share that um i actually just got diagnosed with gestational diabetes yeah and and you know i'm not sure if y'all know what that is but basically my colleague has it also yeah Yeah. so it actually affects our one out of four every pregnant woman so it's very very common so what happens is that uh, the more pregnant you become the more your placenta actually produces like all these hormones that blocks uh insulin so the more pregnant you are actually the less tolerant you are of uh, glucose so sugar so i naturally don't already have a sweet tooth so i don't eat like sweets i don't drink soda or anything but what i do love pastries pastas mm. rice bihun oh my gosh i love all of this okay? carbs carbs i love carbs so basically what happened was that i cannot tolerate carbs at all now because of it will turn into glucose right <gasps> which also means I can't drink kombucha, which also means that I need additional help for my probiotics because when you're pregnant, your entire digestive system actually slows down to a snail pace. So you can't go to the toilet very often. Yeah. So which is why I myself, you know, big fan of like Greek yogurt, big fan of like other probiotic alternatives because otherwise I will be drinking kombucha every day. Yeah. And with the kombucha, you know, in the past when we drink our own kombucha, I think we go to the toilet like every single day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, multiple times twice a day. Yeah, very healthy. (laughs) Yeah, very healthy because it just helps to like recalibrate everything in your body. Yeah. If if it's okay for me to ask, Mm. because I I remember um, a really, really, really close friend of mine who's pregnant now with her second child. She has diabetes now. Yeah. But it's the kind that if like once she gives birth, it may go away. Yes, correct. It's the same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, the more, again, like the more pregnant you are, the less likely you're able to tolerate uh, glucose, sugar, carbs, right? Yeah, she's so, going through the same thing right exactly. now. So she's doing the keto thing mm-hmm. as much as possible. Yeah. So I, I'm noodles. doing the same thing. So I miss Pick my your pasta. hands seven times a day. Yeah, yep, she's everything. doing that. But if Ching wants to eat a taco, then she has to hide from you, right? So, so I just she want to say that I, I have kind of go, gone on a low-carb diet with, me. with her. In solidarity? Yes, yes. in solidarity. Also, also because I know if I eat a pastry in front of her, she is going to be so hangry yes. at me. <laughs> I will be so Don't angry. Don't ever piss off a hangry pregnant woman. Hormonal woman, yeah. Terrifying. No. And I love food. And yes. I was really very depressed when I got diagnosed with uh, gestational diabetes. You know, I lashed out at Ching. She did. I blamed her. I was like, look at what you look at what you did to me. Like you got me pregnant and now this happened. <laughs> I said, No, it wasn't me. The fertility specialist got you pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos to her because she kept calm. She went out and I thought this is it, you know, marriage over. But no, she came back with like two pieces of steak. And then she just wanted to make like some nice steak for me because that's all I can eat. Steak and almonds right now. Yeah. Steak, almonds and salad. Yeah. Yeah. Cook salad. Cook salad. Yeah. Yes. We can Wash. find you we can find you these great places to get you food. Okay. Yeah. I really mean, Yes. Yeah. For the for the sake of Ching, yes. Because yeah. otherwise I will lash out at her again. <laughs> <laughs> when when are you due again? Uh mid of August. Yeah. Okay, so that very soon. So soon. The end is in sight. I know. Yes. Yeah. I keep yeah. reminding myself that when I'm in the OT, so the operating theater, I will have one box of dim sum, one box of uh, sushi. sushi or yeah. pastry. She wants her otoro, totoro, yeah, all that. And I will have it just surrounding me and the doctor's going to be like, hey, we have the sit straight up. No way, man. I'm just like eating my food. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, because I, I asked um, my, my, my friend as well the same thing. For her first pregnancy, she was very, very um, firm about it. She was like, no one needs to be in this room 
when I give birth. I, I, when we watch Friends and all that, like <laughs> they're right next to each other. Yeah. She's like, no, no one has to be in the, the hospital at all. I want to just go through this. And then when it's done, I call you in. Have you had that discussion? Or? We have a great story about that. Okay, so interesting that your friend doesn't want anyone in the room. Because for us, my OBGYN had to fight for me to be in the room. So one other thing we forgot to mention is that because we're not legally married, because I'm not the husband, supposed husband, I can't be in the operating theatre. And she had to write to the to the board or the CEO of the hospital to request that me as the non-husband or whatever can be in the operating theatre with her. So we were quite shocked, but that is the reality as well. I mean, not every single hospital is like that, but some hospitals are like that in Singapore. And this is despite us going to a private hospital. But bless my gynae slash OBGYN. She is a huge ally, which is why we are super, super comfortable with her as well. Mm. I mean, I, I was very surprised because, you know, we chose a private route precisely for the reason that we wouldn't be disturbed and, you know, all our choices, you know, we can pay for it, right? Again, we acknowledge that we're privileged. So therefore, why can I not choose who I want to have like in the operating theatre but then when they actually told us hey you have to fight for this you know we have to write an email and get approval I'm like what do you mean you know I'm already paying for this like why can't I just choose for her to be there why do I have to justify I mean again she's a great ally she really fought for us and and so Ching will be in the room if you're talking about LGBTQ healthcare it's so important to have ally doctors queer for me or inclusive doctors because I mean it's not just us like you're talking about trans people you know who maybe on their IC the you know their their, their gender doesn't reflect you know how they identify and whatnot and certain I mean obviously a lot of doctors will not understand that or like even just very simple things like going to a gynecologist and the gynae will say like, oh when was the last time you had sex then you're like hey, how do I tell them that you know I had I, sex I, I, but I it's, it's not that kind of sex that will get me pregnant you know for example I'll just give you an example basically finding affirming healthcare is so important yeah. which is also like why I'm gonna plug now that for Proud we are in the process of developing this platform we are going to connect the LGBTQ community to four areas for service providers critical service providers we're talking about healthcare LGBTQ affirming like legal like direct lawyers and uh, LGBTQ affirming housing and also jobs so with all these four you know things like this platform will be happening like I think sometime mid mid to late June it'll, it'll be ready it's free for the community to use it's also free for service providers to list their services or for you know LGBTQ community to list, list their, their rental rooms if they're ready or you know like corporates to list their jobs as well so we are actually working with a few like, companies we're working with a few like mental health clinics and also we reach out to we've got orthopedic doctors who actually also sign up to say that they are LGBTQ affirming and their services can be listed you know dentists gynees you know sexual health reproductive health hormonal health all these things pediatricians who have signed yeah. up because that's actually very important mm, wow. like, especially for queer families right. you know with children how are you going to go to a doctor who might be like say a conservative and might not be open to seeing your family because they, they deem us as like an, an abomination for example right? right this platform is something that we really believe in and which is something that we are self-funding ourselves which yeah. if you know like you know developing an app in Singapore is crazy expensive but we don't mind yeah. I mean we, we are putting our own resources and our own funds into it a lot of our own time goes into it like you know crowdsourcing for information but we think to ourselves you know when we, when we were like 15, 16 and coming out and then we went to Google and we just searched like LGBTQ Singapore maybe like doctor right what would come up like you know at a point of time I think the information that would come up would be very sparing but we want to in a way help the younger folks or even like people around our like you know the same generation to navigate all of this so they can go to just like one platform and say like you know I am looking for a inclusive critical service provider and this was something that we saw happening a lot during the pandemic because like during the pandemic a lot of people asked us we, I need a doctor right now, but I need to know that this doctor yeah. will not question me for who I am. I just want to feel safe when I go and visit them. I don't want to explain, like, you know, life choices and things like that. Like, you're already in a very vulnerable position. Like, why more do you need to keep coming out yeah. to, like, all of, like, you know, your doctors, like, your employers? Like, why do you need mm-hmm. to keep, like, telling your story? The fact that, you know, you being in the operating room together mm-hmm. was not a guarantee. It yeah, hinged no. on, like, 
a single email exactly and that red yeah. tape the level of red tape you know yeah. and what if the CEO said no yeah, yeah. so what we switch hospital or we switch gynae what, what is yeah. it gonna be right. you know, I mean right. I've, I've had friends who've gone to see a gynae and they are like okay well this is clearly a very religious conservative person and they, they are like fearful of even sharing that uh, yeah my partner's a woman how do you even say that all these areas we really hope that the platform can serve the community you know by helping people like locate the service provider that they are looking for the moment we release the link uh, and you know people who create an account with us and the first 377 people who actually <laughs> I know right yes we yeah. claimed the number yeah, the first 377 people who actually visit us at uh, Ping Dot's booth uh, Community 10 booth after creating an account after creating on, an account will actually just get like a special gift from us so I know it's so extra right not enough that the platform is free not enough that the platform is made for you but we also give you a present if you because <laughs> we if know people Singaporeans must be motivated exactly. with freebies yeah, it's you know, like that is what's going to get yeah, the ass out there so that's what we're going to do yeah. well speaking of selling um, please plug everything that you have Katong Kombucha oh, yeah I mean uh, I mean okay Katong Kombucha is like really great because we started during the pandemic right so during the pandemic we all wanted to create something by ourselves and then so we started brewing kombucha and it was really like experiments after experiments explosive experiments yeah I remember texting the group chat like yeah. the lesbians are making kombucha yes, watch exactly. out yeah I mean yeah. with fermentation you cannot control it but there's something really beautiful about it because it's about the environment giving back to you right so the bacteria the scoby and it's doing and it does like really great things like for your stomach like your gut health so I love drinking like our raw organic kombucha so it's just add katong kombucha yes. so, all so this is not Nothing to do with activism, like. It's just a little side no, thing we like, do with Claudia, who is yeah, part of the Katong Queers. Yeah, but we also do and, like a yeah, pride yeah. bundle, you know, yeah. like during June. You know, it's just a fun way for us to like yeah. say, like, okay, you know, we just have something that would nourish you as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Because like with like proud, yeah, like it's it's very much like activism and like you know community work. Advocacy. But then with Katong Kombucha, we can afford to be like, oh, I just want to take care of my gut health today. Yeah, it's more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Be proud yeah. of your gut. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Essentially, yeah. trust your gut. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, separately, I mean, if you if people want to support the work that we do at Proud, you know, you can either buy Pride merch with us. Um, Which is fantastic, by the way. I, the, the face mask is uh, still one of my favorite things. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I you love, rocked it, you rocked it. Love, yeah. I would take it everywhere I go and I wore it with Pride. Yeah. Uh, Aw, thank you. Uh, yeah. during, during the pandemic when everyone had like, you know, just black face masks <laughs> or surgical and to have like full on the flag there, mm. especially during the debates, you know, during the repeal, like to wear it out was so empowering Big I felt statement piece, huh? yeah. yeah and then yeah. I saw that they got socks as well yes. yeah. Yeah. so you can get all these pride merch at um, www.proud.shop you, you're in a company that's inclusive and you want to hire like ask for like queer trivia night or like you yeah, know any kind of events. corporate engagements and speaking on panels yeah, yeah. training you yeah. know discussions yeah. panels you can like, hire us or any yes. other LGBTQ community group yeah. community groups out there you know doing a lot yeah. of these I mean this the, work. the way in Singapore like uh, that we a lot of the community groups actually get funding is actually through the support of like you know corporates hiring us for our services so for example like you know asking us to run events asking us to do like some resources for them which also means that a lot of time like we rely on their on their goodwill but also them engaging us fairly yeah. right so you know this would be a really good thing or even like checking out the price store that you mentioned um, because all the proceeds actually go back to supporting the app the community work as well as like we also donate back to the community so we actually support a lot of like community groups like uh, ourselves yeah I mean we're very yeah. lucky because we have our day jobs yeah. so you know our gay jobs we just need our gay jobs to sustain themselves mm -hmm. it's like a we don't get funding we don't believe in applying for funding because we know how difficult that is mm. and there are other groups that need it more so for us it's okay keep it self-sufficient yeah. you know if we can sustain ourselves through corporate engagements through the private that we sell that's good enough for us yeah and yeah. we also and we fund like a lot of initiatives that we we personally believe in so like for example like a sapphic uh, yeah cabaret cabaret yeah, show yeah. you know trans befrienders uh, when they were first starting out I think yeah. we also donated a lot of money yeah. to them migrant worker groups and yeah all migrant that. worker yeah. groups mutual, mutual aid this yeah because yeah. I think we really believe in like you know just just giving out like, just just redistributing the funds sharing yeah, yeah sharing absolutely yeah. on that of course this is pride month and we're happy to hear that, you know, every year more and more brands, more and more businesses are doing what they can to be more inclusive, whether it's holding a little lunch for everyone together or they're organizing panels and talks or I, I do feel though, because even for me, I, I have been asked 
to do a bunch of panels and it's for free mm. and i've i've had to unfortunately tell them that i'm not very comfortable with that mm. But of course, I only do this sort of on the side. And I know that there are a lot of activists who, unfortunately, also during Pride Month, that's when all these talks only happen. We're getting a lot of these requests to do things for free. And I think we've also had this discussion the first time you all came on, on sort of that pink dollar and capitalizing on it and people saying that, hey, we actually do support, but they're not really fully supporting. Sort of, where are you now with that conversation? I think I think the one thing that people don't realize with like community groups in Singapore is that again, we are all volunteer run and self-funded. So the kind of money that we actually get, you know, from being compensated fairly for, you know, speaking, for organizing events, actually, you shouldn't even feel like, you know, bad or you shouldn't even feel like, you know, uh, disturbed that you're not accepting all of these opportunities to share your story because they should be compensating you all the more just like any other speaker that they will engage for any other topic they would pay them right so what makes us so different like why is it that for us we are expected to have this opportunity to share our story as the you know only kind of like exposure is the only kind of payment I, I don't really understand this so our experience working with corporates and over the years we have had like many great corporates work with us like we have had many good relationships with them but over the last few years we saw an exponential increase in requests for us to appear for free do the work for free with all the work that we do we are actually choosing to invest the time that we could be using it to you know put into our community work put into our day jobs put into our lives to actually invest in like fighting for LGBTQ rights for visibility the kind of work that we actually champion right yeah and I think it's very important like during Pride Month you know don't pink wash don't it's not tokenism doesn't mean that Pride Month means you must you must celebrate if you want to do it do it in a more meaningful manner and I think that one of the most horrifying stories I've heard from a friend this corporate wrote an email and then requesting for you know certain things to be done like in a very very cheap manner it's like almost like half the price that she would have quoted them and then subsequently they'll say like oh can you also get a you know flamboyant cute young gay to be the one to deliver Stop. this this service or provide this service and, and I was just shocked. I'm like, we are not your entertainment, you know? Like, how on earth do you think that is appropriate? Yeah. You know? This quite a big agency, you know, actually reached out to say, hey, you know, we are starting our journey into understanding the LGBTQ community and we would like you to speak for free. And, you know, if you do this, we hope to set examples for other companies to also do the same thing. And I looked at the email and I was horrified because I was like, what kind of example do you want to set for other companies to just have... LGBTQ folks come and speak for free, share their life experiences, do all this like emotional labor and you know, go through all of this and not compensate them. I did not get back to their request, but you know, that email actually traumatized me for a while because I was like thinking, do you expect us to be so grateful for any opportunity to be out there that we wouldn't even ask for like fair compensation or like a fair payment? Like it, it really boggles me because I don't think that they would do that to any other speaker, any other brand, any other kind of like, you know, organizations that they're working with for any other topic. But somehow for the LGBTQ community, we are still being treated like we are... Like an afterthought. Yeah. I yeah. feel like yeah. even though like it's Pride Month and everything, but it's, it's almost like, oh, it's Pride Month. We need do something pardon the voice but yeah. I'm just role playing now in yeah. case you notice oh it's Pride Month we need to do something but shit we didn't cater for the budget right exactly. because that's the excuse they exactly. use a lot I think the insidious part is not sometimes they don't outrightly say oh it's for free right yeah. I mean if you put it on table then okay the terms are there um, shame on you but at least you're being honest yeah. but I think sometimes it's more insidious when they they couch it in a way yeah. like you're supposed to feel thankful for it but actually yeah. re- between yeah. the lines you're like wait a minute yeah. you know what, what What? What was the phrasing that we I mean, we were talking about this earlier you yeah. said that like one of the companies actually reached out and said we would like you to you know have a on, honorary uh, involvement or something like that so it was like a really great way of saying, well, I guess you just have exposure for yeah. payment. Not not an honorarium, but, a, but it'll be honorary. Yeah. <laughs> honorary yeah. opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right, that's right. You should be yeah. grateful that we yeah. let you into this room. Yeah, like, exactly. please come and make your case. Yeah. yeah. We have anointed you for the month that, <laughs> in which you're relevant yeah. to us, so if, to if, our corporate social responsibility. Exactly. You and know. it's not just the organizations as well. You know, it's it's anyone with a following on Instagram or TikTok, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and um, so if, if, if you are being sort of poached to do stuff for free as well, it's please don't 
because yeah. it also makes it harder for us to really put our foot down exactly uh and we all have to to work together and say like this is not right you know um we should be treated fairly but all this of course leads to at least first here in singapore ping dot this year let's get to the most important question we repealed the law already why still got ping dot <laughs> huh what do they want now Okay, that's a great question. I think um, from the entire like repeal like saga, I'm going to call it a saga, right? And we watched the parliamentary debates. It was very clear that you know the LGBTQ community is seen as being against families, against you know children, and um, it's as if like families and children have to be protected from the LGBTQ community. But that cannot be further from the truth, right? We have families too, you know, some of us, you know, I mean, we have biological families that support us. We have our chosen families, you know, who's been there for with us, you know, all the way. And there's also, you know, some of us who started queer families. Pitting us against, you know, families or families' values is, is like so, it's so messed up, you know. So for this year, for Pink Dot 15, what we really want to do is to celebrate all families, biological, chosen, queer families. We want Everyone to be there with your families, you know, come down with your friends and show up, you know, be counted, be visible. There's still so much work to be done, right? You're talking about like um, media representation, you're talking about sex ed, you know, you're talking about legal recognition for fam, uh, I mean, like LGBTQ families or or um, couples, you know, there's so many things. And even like our trans sisters and brothers, you know, in terms of like what they have to go through, you know, to get their ID changed, you know, or like, you know, like gender reassignment um, surgeries and all that. There is so much work to be done. So come down to Pink Dot, make a stand, be visible and be counted and hopefully we'll see all of you there. Yeah, come with your family. And uh, this is also not just uh, a conversation that we're having here, in Sing- a debate that we're having here in Singapore uh, about the family's place in a queer person's life or a queer person's place in a family circle this is something that is happening around the world it's a global discussion right now we we look in the u.s we always thought they would be ahead of us you know and we're catching up to them and then we see them now backtracking it's interesting where we are right now but i like to believe we're on a, on the right track uh what are the details again for ping dot just so that we we know is, is there like a virtual element is it all like in person alright so the concert the speech um, will be live streamed um, but you know come down to Pink Dot on 24th June um, 4pm onwards at Holland Park we're still at Holland Park you know because you know that's one of the coolest places I guess we couldn't <laughs> get National <laughs> Stadium damn it <laughs> we would like to next time give us a lucky okay, thank you <laughs> yeah but but seriously yeah come down to Pink Dot on 24th June you know 4pm um, onwards you know be counted be visible come down with your families and yeah, celebrate all families. We'd we'll love to see you there. I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the SG Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.